grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening. The Old Testament reading that you heard a moment ago, Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. This vision of Ezekiel recorded for us in the 37th chapter of his book is one of the most well-known passages in all of Scripture. Certainly one of the most well-known passages in the Old Testament Scriptures and certainly, certainly the most well-known passage in the book of Ezekiel. I have heard some of the all-time best sermons ever preached on this text, including one by Pastor Moline last year, a haunting sermon in light of the pandemic that sweeps our world, our nation, and our state, even as we speak, but not a message of death a message of life. Unfortunately, I have also heard some of the all-time worst sermons in the history of preaching based on this text. Some of them go like this, and maybe you've even gotten emails since the start of this pandemic warning you that Judgment Day is at hand, Armageddon is upon us, there is a big battle going to take place between Gog and Magog, the book of Revelation and Ezekiel coming alive before you. Recently, recently I was given a sermon where the Valley of Dry Bones was equated to the Jewish Holocaust. And the four winds coming together, bringing life to the Valley of Dry Bones, was the United Nations creating the nation of Israel in 1948. And now, now that shining city on a hill, the United States of America, through her great military, would bring victory and peace to the whole world. My friends, that kind of preaching is oftentimes called Zionism or Restorationism. It sounds so good because it combines what we know of Scripture and the headlines of the day. The problem is, it's a satanic lie. There is no salvation apart from Jesus Christ. We need to have our ears and sometimes our politics tuned to realize that these well-intended preachers are taking God's clear word and imposing something on it that isn't there. My friends, today, before us, the Valley of Dry Bones, 
The hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel said. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. Can you imagine Ezekiel, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep in a valley of dry, dead bones? That's the picture that we have right before us. Now, a valley of dry, dead bones would not have been that unusual. When armies would fight, certainly the victorious army would carry off their wounded and their dead. But what about those who were defeated? They were left. They were left to rot and decay. They were left for the vultures and the coyotes and the wolves to scavenge and eat. They were left to be baked dry by the sun. And year after year of these dead, exposed, humiliated bones, these bones would be bleached and dry and brittle. A horrific scene. A scene that we think of in some of the horror sci-fi movies. A scene that Ezekiel finds himself right in the midst of it. And he, God, led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And God said to Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? Ezekiel is often called son of man by God. A title that Jesus ascribes to himself, a title emphasizing his humanity. Son of man by God to Ezekiel is kind of a derogatory term. I'm God, you're not. Ezekiel, <coughs> mere mortal, <coughs> son of man. Can these bones live? Well, you know what Ezekiel wanted to say. Of course not. They're dry. They're dead. Maybe if it was a, a fresh corpse, I could do a little CPR. Get out the shock paddles. But there's no life in these bones. As tempted as Ezekiel may have been to answer in that way. He says, O Lord, O Lord God, you know. You alone know. How hard it is, how hard it is for mere mortals like you and me to submit ourselves to the knowledge and will and word of God. We think we know everything, right? We think we have all the answers. God, get behind me. I'm taking over. How hard it is for us. Full of sinful human pride. To humble ourselves before God and His Word and let God speak to us. Let God teach us. 
Let God be God to us and for us. What comes next seems crazy, doesn't it? God said to me, God said to Ezekiel, prophesy over these bones. You're a prophet, Ezekiel. Do what a prophet does. Preach. This valley of dry, dead, bleached, brittle bones is your congregation. Preach. Preach. Preach my word. Say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. My friends, how crazy it seems to preach to people who don't want to hear. To people who couldn't care less. To a world that thinks they know all the right answers. There's no God, it's karma. There's no God, we're all an accident of evolution. Oh, there's a God, and it's me. Ezekiel, preach to the dead bones. So what did Ezekiel do? Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. My friends, the Word of God is powerful. Look around. Everything that is alive is alive because of the powerful Word of God. In the beginning, God said, let there be. And there was. By the power of the Word of God, everything we know, everything that has ever lived and is living now and ever will live, lives because of the power of the Word of God. You, hearing this, are alive because of the powerful Word of God. No, God did not form you out of the dust of the earth as He did Adam and breathe into you the breath of life. He spoke to Adam and Eve, your first parents, be fruitful and multiply. And you are a product of that powerful word that continues even to this day. But my friends, listen very carefully. God's goal for you is not physical life, as important as that is. God has much more in store for you. God's goal for you, in addition to physical life, is spiritual life. Since the fall into sin, 
everything, including people, dies. So what has God done about it? Our God of life? He speaks his powerful word and brings life where there is only death. As important as your physical life is, one day you will die. Each one of us is pictured in that valley of dry, dead, bleached, brittle bones. God gives us fierce physical life, but his goal for you and for all people through the life, death, and resurrection of his son is to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit, to give you phys uh, spiritual life, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. And we see the Holy Spirit powerfully at work here. Verse 9. Then God said to me, prophesy to the breath. Breath, wind, spirit. Prophesy, son of man. Say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath and breathe on the slain that they may live. Does that sound familiar? In our gospel reading, Jesus breathed on them and gave them the Holy Spirit. My friends, there's nothing new under the sun. So Ezekiel prophesied as God had commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Israel, not the creation of the United Nations in 1948, Israel, all people who call on Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord are the new Israel, not bound by any geographical land or any political alliance. You, by grace through faith in the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus, are a part of this new Israel. You are a part of this vast army called the Holy Christian Church. You, my friend, are pictured here, given life, life by God the Holy Spirit, life breathed into you in the waters of holy baptism. You who were alive physically but dead spiritually have been given new life in Jesus Christ who died on Calvary's cross for all your sin your sin of twisting and contorting God's word, your sin of thinking physical life was the end all to be all, your sin of not clinging to the word of God and believing that God is God and knows what he's doing. Verse 11. Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. How easy it is to forget 
who we are in Christ Jesus. How easy it is to look at the circumstances of our life, our world, and to throw a pity party for ourselves. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We see the pandemic, COVID-19, coronavirus, sweeping the world. Every day you hear the media give you the new death count wherever you live. You think we've lost all hope? Seemingly no end to the economic chaos that is going on in the world. You look at your 401k and you cry. Maybe you don't, but I do. You're tempted to think that God has cut you off because of the circumstances. Suspended worship services in our congregation. Stay-at-home orders, rule of ten, social distancing, comorbidity, words that we didn't even know six weeks ago. Woe is me. My bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. My friends, God has raised up for you a new Ezekiel. It's called your pastor. To preach to you hope in the midst of despair. To preach to you life in the midst of death. To preach to you the life-giving and life-changing word of God. Repent of your false hopelessness. Repent of your idolatry. Repent of your shameless hoarding and love for self which denies neighbor. Repent of not trusting God in his almighty providence. Repent and hear the word of God. Christ, the very word made flesh, has lived for you. Christ, the very word of God has gone to Calvary's cross, bled and died for you. His body did not see decay. Christ, three days later, who was dead, is now alive, never to die again. He breathes the life-giving spirit, not only to the disciples, but to you. You who were dead and in the valley of dry bones are alive, not only physically, but spiritually by the power of God's word, connected to water, words, bread, and wine. You are a part of God's vast army, the church. Do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. But cling to the word of God. My friends, we are, like Ezekiel, mere mortals. One day we will die. Maybe it will be from COVID-19. Or cancer. 
or Parkinson's or heart disease or old age or a car accident or falling down your steps or any one of a thousand different ways that we can die. But death is not the last word. Because on the last day, Christ will stand upon the earth and he will speak a word. He will say, come forth. And every dead body that has ever lived will come back bone to bone, skin, tendons, every body will rise from the dead. And all those who clung to Jesus by grace through faith will live body and soul with their Lord and Savior Jesus forever and ever and ever. We confess it every time we say the creed, don't we? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. My friends, all these things are God's gift to you. Rejoice. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our life, and our hope in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.